Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I've got another special guest episode here for you today. I am interviewing Rhonda Van Deest. She is a friend and a client. I can't tell you how I feel so lucky that I get to work with such amazing people. Let me tell you a little bit about Rhonda. She is a high energy coach who works with aspiring leaders and people interested in values-based exploration and growth. Currently, she lives in DC and she holds a master's and has worked to redesign organizations and train people in the US and Europe for two decades. She's been a coach for a long time, since 2015. So that's her official bio. But now let me tell you the real scope on her. Rhonda is a woman of substance, and she feels deeply. She is super passionate about coaching and people and her clients and about everything in the world. She is all about relationships, and one of her passions is fighting injustice. She stands up for people who have been wronged, and she's always going to be in their corner. She lives her core values and her purpose. She's an amazing communicator. And if you're a leader or an executive, she's exactly the kind of coach that will help you transform your leadership team and company. And most importantly, she does it with love, with curiosity and fun. If you happen to run into her, be prepared for a super interesting conversation because she engages everyone that she meets. She loves to hear your story and how you and others live and experience life. She's got some amazing qualities. And like I said, I am honored to be her coach and her friend. Today, we're going to talk about her, her journey as a coach. And we're also going to talk about a super interesting project that she's been working on. And ultimately, we're going to talk about how listening, you guys know, listening is important to coaching, how it is the gateway to connection and transformation. So let's dive in. Welcome, Rhonda. I am so glad you're here. 
Hey, Candy. I um, I think I'm a little misty after that introduction. <laughs> I think I need to work a little harder <laughs> to live up to that. Oh, yeah. But I've known you for oh, well over a year now. And I wrote that because of all the conversations that we've had over the past year. You may not have known that those were the things that I saw. But when I sat down earlier to write that, I thought, what do I really want to say about you? And so that's just what came up. So I'm glad, I'm glad it resonated with you too. So tell me, tell me about being a coach. Tell me about your decision to become a coach. How did that come about? Um, being a coach is part of an evolution, um, as it is with most people. Um, I started off doing organizational development and training, um, and I, I really liked training, but I love the idea of people having a relationship with themselves and with their coworkers. Um, there are some coaches and some therapists who focus on personal lives, um, you know, marriage, kids, family, that kind of thing. But I was curious about the relationship that people have with themselves at work and the identity that they gain from that, as well as with their work colleagues. And how those parts of themselves were used in their identity and how that affects the entirety of the rest of their lives. Some people love their jobs. Some mm. people hate their jobs. And whichever way they, they go, and in between, of course, that's a gray area, but whichever way they go, they bring that home with them. They bring it into the, you know, to the larger world. And I was just wondering, how do we... How, how can we be more comfortable with that identity and how can we be more comfortable with, um, by legitimizing the identity and the work relationship and how can we use that as a vehicle for happiness and fulfillment? Hmm. And so yeah. it went from training to organizational development. And in, when I was doing OD, I realized that that wasn't the missing piece, creating an organization and training people. Those didn't hit the missing pieces. I thought the missing pieces were actually that needed to be addressed on an individual basis and needed to have a feedback loop. So and that, that is coaching. So that reminds me, it feels like every organization is kind of like a puzzle and that each individual within the organization is a puzzle piece and you can't have a whole puzzle without the puzzle pieces. And then each puzzle piece needs to have, um, you know, it's got to have a picture on it. It's got to have the right edges. It's, it needs to know where it sits too. Does that sort of sound like part of what you do? Yes. And the other part of it is, I think of it as also a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Mm -hmm. So how do we look at a link and think, how can we strengthen that link so that the part before the piece before and, or the link before and the link after, how can they be stronger um, once we, once we strengthen the link of that individual? Mm. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. Yeah. It just, it just makes me think, um, you know, and for the people that are listening, you guys probably know that I usually arrive at one of these interviews with a short list of questions and, but then the conversation just kind of also goes where it will, like wherever I see something that sounds interesting, I like to find out more about it. So that's, uh, that's just part of the dance of the conversation. So you've been a coach for a while. Tell me mm -hmm. what is one thing 
you wish you had known at the start of your journey? You know, something that you could tell new coaches, because a lot of people listening here are new coaches. What's that one thing you wish you had known when you started out as a coach? Um, boy, there are a lot of things I wish I had known as a coach. Um, I wish that I had known how rewarding it can be. I wish that I had known how humbling it can be. Um, so many of the skills that I learned in learning how to be a coach, they influenced my entire life. They are, all of those skills are pervasive and they are glorious and they are required. <laughs> um, but I think mostly the piece that has helped me in my coaching and my personal life is just learning how to listen. Mm. If, and as, as you know, that's my passion, yeah. the idea of listening. And I think about listening now constantly. Um, I had, I had dinner with a girlfriend last night and I was even in listening to her. I was had a kind of a metacognition. I was listening to her and I was listening to myself, listen, and I was paying attention to the way that she listens. We have very different listening types, but I think that listening was, um, listening is, uh, an, an underappreciated and underdeveloped skill in all of us. So now let's talk a little bit about listening lots of new coaches and people who are thinking of becoming a coach listen to these episodes. And so, I mean, I know that listening is important. I have my own style of listening. You know, it's important, but what is it about listening that is so critical, so crucial to coaching? Well, I, I think listening is everything in coaching. Um, we talk about in coactive coaching, how there are three levels of listening, how one is listening to reload. You're, you're listening so that you can jump in. When is it my turn? What can I say? Listening for response, listening for your own action. And that is, uh, in most situations, that's not very helpful. Um, we also talk about a level two listening, which is listening with a non-judgmental open ear. And a level three listening is listening beyond the listening. So for coaches listening, should we spend most of our time in levels two and three, but it starts with not judging and managing myself to a point where I don't have to uh, have a response. I'm not listening in order to make myself look good or in order to uh, advance an agenda. Yeah. So when I think about that and how you've described it, and I remember this level one, two, and three listening as well. And it makes me, you know, it just kind of reminds me how it is so important to a coaching session that our clients are really deeply heard and seen. And that listening helps immensely in that area. But this is stuff that is important in all areas. It's important in leadership in our family relationships, in the relationship with the grocer, you know, when we go to pick up some great produce, like it, it applies everywhere, right? It does. It does. It, it applies everywhere. And it may be that, you know, going to the grocer to pick up produce that it's, yeah, I'm, I, I am in level one. I, I have an agenda. I'm getting what I want. I get that. I'm paying attention to that. But I just also think that 
relationships are so much more rewarding in coaching and, and, and everything else when all members of that relationship know how to listen and they choose to do it. You were saying in your, uh, in your podcast with Rhonda Delaney, the other great Rhonda, um, <laughs> the two of you were talking about, and she, well, she was talking about how it's a choice, you know, being curious is a choice. Listening is a choice as well. Uh, and that's, um, that is how we promote relationships with others, but it, there's a responsibility behind listening that we also need to talk about. And when we are, and when we as individuals want to be heard, we tend to choose our words much more carefully. And mm. that's a responsibility. And that takes, that takes more calories than just throwing out words like confetti. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of something that you shared a while ago about how you go about listening to people as you meet them and talking to people and having really <laughs> interesting conversations. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I noticed a while ago, I think I was like in my teens, how meeting people, like people are so interesting. People, ha everybody has a story and all those stories are interesting. And I realized when I was standing in, in a, in a, in a, line, a check, checkout line at the grocery store, um, I, I just struck up a conversation with a gentleman in front of me and I realized how fascinating it was and how I loved the feeling of being fascinated. And I was, I was in love with his story. So I promised myself that whenever I have an opportunity to start a conversation that I will, and that takes priority over things like showing up on time <laughs> to something else. <laughs> yeah, I know that's funny, but no, really, I, I, I really, do. if somebody else is a willing conversational participant with me, I'll go there. Mm. We'll play. And it's, and it is a sandbox and it's fun. And it's, it, it is, it's just like a, like little kids on a, on a playground meeting each other, you know, you know, hi, Joey, do you want to play? It's that enjoyable. We don't play, you know, uh, as so much physically as adults, but boy, it's so fun to just meet somebody and find out what their story is and to just listen to them. And, and they, in that moment, they are real. And they are seen and they are heard and they are valued. I value them. So I wish there were more of that. Yeah. And so, and that is like the, it's like the perfect introduction to this new project that I know you're working on. So you've got something that's new. I know you're super excited about it. And I want you to explain what's going on with this. I know that my listeners are going to be super interested in this too. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I started, um, I started really thinking about listening. What is it? And I started to, uh, to make free association, free association mind maps of it and started really digging into it. And where can I go with this? And I started thinking, well, what has been written about it? So I did a little bit of a, a, a web search and I realized that there is very, very little written about listening as a skill, as a practice, as a, as a personal development tool, there's almost nothing. Whereas you can look at speaking and there are oodles and oodles of books about speaking, about presence, about marketing with speaking, about speaking with marketing. I mean, there's so much that goes into speaking, 
you know, the, the whole adage about we have two ears and one mouth, and that's how that's how our listening and our hearing should be should be distributed in the same ratio. Uh, but that's not what's being written about listening. So I started, th- I started thinking, I need to actually outline this and start working on a book. So with the help of my dear coach, Candy, um, <laughs> I really started working on it and looking into a, a book and how is it going to be written. So I am in the midst of writing the book about called Listen. And um, another project came up at the same time that I'm really, I'm having fun with. This is another one of those little sandbox playground moments. And that is um, making a deck of cards, which has the same tidbits that I have learned and developed and borrowed from others. Um, so there, the card deck will have about 45 cards, give or take two three and it will be um just it just kind of statements and bits of the book i like this project it, it appeals to a different audience uh, some people don't want to read an entire book the card deck has the same content it is as actionable so I thought that, that would be kind of fun. So I'm doing that with a local artist and I hope to have that released within the month. That's so cool. Now, listen, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. So let me just kind of bring the focus back on a couple of things. I want to make sure that everyone heard that. So first thing is that you're writing a book and it's called Listen. And I know it's going yes. to be out in a few months. These podcast episodes are interesting because we're recording it today, but somebody's going to find it a year from now and your book's going to be done by then and published. And so they can go out and find it right away. So I don't want to lose that piece. The other thing that is super interesting is that, like you said, there is all kinds of material on telling us how to speak better, more clearly, more impactfully, more um, persuasively all of these things about using our mouth to speak and not a lot on using our ears and our heart and our eyes to listen to people in our world. So that's a big deal. Then the second thing is that not everybody wants to read a book. And sometimes we might have read that book and it might be amazing, but we just need a little piece of help today. And that's what those cards are going to be really good for is that you could just give them to somebody. You could give a card to somebody. Somebody could have one of these cards and just use that as a reminder for how they want to be with their team or with their friends and family. So Mm -hmm. I think it's an amazing idea. Now, the other thing, the third thing is that you're partnering with a young artist. Talk more about this. There is something really powerful about this. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you think so. That's delightful. Um, yes. So I, I, I love the idea of um, partnering in an entrepreneurial sense with people that we know. You have been kind to share your, your space and your audience and your skills with me. And that, so there's a partnership there. I would gladly do the same for you. Um, there's, but there's a relationship and there's a symbiosis. Um, and there's a, a young gentleman uh, who lives uh, here near me uh, named Ray Wilson. And he's a graphic artist. He's uh, in his early 20s. And I, I approached him and I think that we are going to have a really great relationship as well. He's going to do the artwork for the card deck. And one of the fun things about the card deck is that, you know, it's also, it's also, it's a work of art. 
Mm-hmm. There are, there's something to look at. There's something to touch. There's something to give to others. There's a message there. Either maybe um, I hear you or I want you to hear me better. Um, I want us to improve our listening together. Something that could be in um, either a friendship or a marital or romantic relationship or even a work relationship. That would be a great idea. That's coming full circle. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm working with this young gentleman and we will come up with something fantastic and It'll, 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 by the time, by the time this hits the airwaves, I think that it will be available. So the book won't, but the cards will. Yeah. But if you're listening to this in a couple of months, then the book might be totally available and don't worry, we'll put everything in the episode notes so that you'll be able to click through and find everything as you need it. So this has been pretty exciting and we're going to wrap up in a minute but I have to ask you my share question. Now, listen, it was like a pre-COVID time that I went to a share concert up here in Vancouver. I bet you it's been two and a half years. And all I can say is, oh my God, like (laughs) she is an amazing woman and an amazing performer. So I kind of, I kind of like the staying power and uh, she's got a real, powerful and humble presence on stage. She's very Mm. honest and to the point. So that's kind of why I like this share question. And so if you could turn back time, what advice would you give to your 20 year old self? Um, I would tell myself to be very discerning in your friendships and to use your time very deliberately because it all matters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah something that my 60 odd year old self can appreciate too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that goes on forever and ever. The whole idea of being discerning in in, in friendships and relationships because you know, our, our, our time, I think it was, uh, I think it was the Buddha who said one of the, one of the fallacies of the human condition is that you think you have enough time. Yes. And you don't. That's right. So when you spend your time, make sure that you spend it the way you want to spend it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I appreciate that so much. All right. So thank you. Really appreciate you being here. And I want to make sure that the listeners can find you. So if you're listening to this and you resonate with Rhonda's message and you want to find out more about her, how can they find you and continue the conversation? Um, For all of my, my listening for the, the, project with the cards in the book, listenbook.guru. Okay. That's the place to find that. And I will update that. I was playing with the website today. And if it's for something that's coaching and I, my coaching um, is a lot of listening to, uh, to men. I do mostly executive coaching. Um, and the website for that is vandeestassociates.com. And I also have an Instagram, which is vandeestassoc. So V-A-N-D-I-E-S-T-A-S-S-O-C. And Twitter is the same, Vandista Soch. Awesome. That's great. So Rhonda, thank you so much for joining me on this interview. And I know that your message, and especially about listening, is really going to help my listeners. And there's no pun intended there. It just happened to be that those <laughs> things went together. Um, so you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, click through to those episode notes, have a look at Rhonda's book, her cards, the site and connect with her. And I'd love to hear from you too. 
What did you learn from this interview? So make sure to click through to the show notes and there's a place that you can leave me comments and I'd like to hear more about it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.